You are listening to the Unlock Your Sound podcast. Feel free to join the discussion over at the Unlock Your Sound Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Unlock Your Sound. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Unlock Your Sound podcast. And I'm joined, as always, by Chris Pavey. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Um, and we have a guest Yes, our second guest, our second guest of the uh, podcast. Yes, someone else actually agreed to come and talk to us, which is highly amusing. So, Indeed. Um, <laughs> but I would like to invite to the podcast and say hello to Mr. John Holt from The Audio Journey. Um, some of you might recognise him from the Facebook group. He's very active in his own Facebook group as well, which is Music Production Explained. And we'll put all the links to that and all the information about John. But first of all, hi, John. How's it going, guys? Thank you very much for having me on. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. It's really great to have you on. Um, John's a very good friend of both of ours. Um, we've been talking for a very long time, collaborating on things. Lots of cool stuff coming out from his content, which I encourage you all to go and look at. Um, just very, very briefly, John, can you just tell us a little bit about the audio journey and what you do? Awesome. Thanks very much, Chris. So um, the audio journey is... Uh, a YouTube channel primarily, which teaches music production uh, to beginners mainly, um, because that's what I felt was lacking. Uh, so that's what I do primarily. I do a little bit of coaching on the side. Um, I also sort of work in the industry and and sort of pick up knowledge on what beginners need from there. Um, and that's what I'm looking to provide, moving into sort of online courses and building communities around that, um, very similarly to you guys do. Um, and yeah, that's... Uh, that's basically what I'm trying to do. And um, it's really good to, to be involved in your communities as well. You guys have um, built really fantastic communities around what you do. And yeah, it's been a, um, a really big help to be involved in those. And uh, yeah, it's inspired me to go on and have a go myself as well. Excellent. That's exactly what we like to hear, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's got such a great voice, hasn't it, Chris? <laughs> He's got a, see where we're just like two guys just talking about. It. John's got a nice radio voice that sounds. Yeah, yeah. It, he yeah. sounds like he knows what he's talking about, which is very con- contradictive to us. But oh well. Yeah, I can, um, I can fool them all, and also you can't see me blushing on a podcast, which is good. <laughs> I would just say we are all extremely um, hot, obviously attractive as well. <laughs> yes, but we all is. Unusually, guys, for England, we are in the middle of the most ridiculous heat wave in the world, and we're all oh. we're all in rooms. <laughs> we're all in heat rooms. Wave. Heat wave. How do we get to Alan Partridge so early, Chris? Because <laughs> I'm I'm already two coffees deep. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but just like just a disclaimer, guys. If you hear anyone like collapse or fall forward on the podcast, it will be from heat exhaustion. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've decided to do a podcast today about um, business, um, marketing, branding. And you may go, oh, what's that got to do with audio? Why is this on the, our podcast? Well, if you're going to run any type of audio business, whether it's uh, a side project, um, you're doing freelance, you work for another company, all this stuff has a massive impact on your work, has a massive impact on your craft and your music. And uh, John is another uh, sort of entrepreneur, startup guy like us who, who's built his own business and his own brand. So we wanted to sort of pick his brain about all these things because he knows a lot about it. Um, I know a little bit. Chris knows quite a lot. I'm probably still in the stage where I'm learning all this stuff. It's nothing. Nothing we're going to say today is like groundbreakingly new or some like secret way to make a million in what you do that's not how this stuff works if you think that's how this stuff works then you really do need you really do need to listen to this podcast by now um, <laughs> sorry yes we, we, we i will be selling my my seminars on how to yeah, make yeah. millions in the music industry <laughs> um to everyone after the podcast please stay Enter my sales funnel. <laughs> sorry carry on chris carry on so first of all guys let's let, let's talk about how you start a business now and that's a very broad thing it's a very sort of wide concept but maybe i'll kick off by saying so when i started cpm i didn't know i was starting a business first i think that's probably the narrative for a lot of people doing this job is you kind of start doing something and then one day you're like oh i'm getting paid for this yeah oh right i should probably think about my business and what I'm actually doing and 
do I have a brand name? Do I have a website? Oh, shall I get an email address that's not mrcoolguy@hotmail.com or whatever? Like, <laughs> should I should I stop using that one then? Or? Oh yeah, no, actually, no. I think it, it, it kind of works for you, Chris. But like, okay, cool. I, I I have considered putting together like a very short PDF booklet on funny email addresses <laughs> I've been sent by people. Um, guys, Gmail is free. Use it. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. That's a side tangent rant. Um, so I think let's start with you, John. Like what, when you started your company, what were the, some of the things you were initially thinking about? Like what was the first thing? Like, oh, do I need a website first? Do I need to get Facebook thing? Do I need to get the Twitter going? Do I, what, 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 what were the sort of first steps you took? That's a really good question. I think you raised an excellent point about it doesn't start off being a business or, or something that you're intending to make money from. Um, yeah. I think if you're going into that, it can probably be quite dangerous in terms of like finance is your goal um and that that can be quite dangerous so that isn't how this started i started because i was teaching my brother music production um over skype because i was away at university um and at the same time i was trying to look for ways to to make money online and i think i've mentioned this to you before the quote that really hit me was um if you want to start making money online stop trying to make money online and yeah, it was nice. It was um, then that sort of, it tweaked for me. This content that I'm sort of making and, uh, and sharing with my brother is going to be helpful to more people than just him. So why don't I start sharing this with more people? And it wasn't um, then I can build a business out of it. I can be an entrepreneur. I can um, sell courses. That wasn't the primary goal. It was hopefully this can get out to a lot of people. And I think as you've mm. said, before Chris, it's like if someone sent me an email asking me a question about the video I've put out, I'd be so happy with that. Like to be able to share that and uh, and help people with that. So I think to keep it concise, you have to be passionate about it. And that's such a cliche, but you absolutely have to because it's going to be really, really hard to do. You're going to have yeah, to make yeah. sacrifices. You absolutely have to be passionate about it. It has to be something that you would want to do if you didn't get paid for it for the next 50 years of your life. Um, that's a really good place to start. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good answer. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I love that. Um, it, to be honest, my, my answer to how to start a business um, is get customers. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Like, that's yeah. it. You know, like, because uh, I, I, for some reason, like, I always find it awkward and weird and flattering that people ask me for advice on this stuff. And I think it's because, because I don't really consider myself to be, you know, I always, I always think I've just started, right? I, I always think that way. But yeah, I get, I get people asking me like, oh, Chris, like, how do you start a business? Do you have to do this? Do you have to set up a company? Do you have to, you know, create a website? It's like, no, you have to get customers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. No, no, like it, get yeah. clients. <laughs> you know, go and go and get them. Nothing else, you know, really matters as much as actually creating transactions of value between yourself and other people mm -hmm. absolutely yeah no it, it, it does sound like a very sort of obvious statement to make but you you see a lot of people getting getting bogged down in the all yep. the trappings of a business so uh, like you almost have that, Im that sort of image of like a startup where they've got a massive office and hundreds of desks and everyone's got a really cool computer and then someone suddenly goes oh what's it we actually sell mm -hmm. Yeah, and everyone kind of goes, "Oh, I thought you were dealing with that. Oh, I thought you were dealing with that." Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly realise yeah. you've got all this stuff, but you haven't really got any substance. But and that's the that's the sort of narrative that we we're sort of getting kind of spoon fed in the mainstream. It's yeah. like, oh, you start a business and you get venture capital and stuff like yeah. that, and and no one actually talks about customers and yeah. like products and like what it is that the company actually does. Like everyone reads books about. Um, you know, including myself about Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and stuff like that. It's like venture capital, venture capital, venture capital, mm -hmm. uh, startup, startup, startup. And all of the cool things like, oh, we play ping pong, you know, between <laughs> meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. but where's the business? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's what it actually is. And and when I say like get clients and get customers, it's not like get a sale in that. It's not like that's the first thing you do. But even if you are uploading a YouTube video and someone else watches that and comments that, that is a value transaction right there. Mm -hmm. You know, like you created the content, you pull it out and they've responded to you and you've gained 
a customer in the in a in in you know in the sense of the word as well. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I think do I stuff. Think, yeah, I, I think it's almost like you need to. That, that's why I said like for a lot of people, you you almost suddenly realise, oh, I have a business rather than. I, I think you still can go down the entrepreneur of, entrepreneur route of going, well, I want to do this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy a load of equipment, set up what I'm doing, and then go for it. But that's kind of hard to do because you might luck out and get lots of clients early on and you mm. might have that rapid build. But for someone like me, I was doing a, a another job for a company out of university where I'd kind of been doing mastering and I'd been sort of slowly building my brand which we'll come on to later on and then i was saying like oh i'm getting paid lots of money to do this and then i kind of like i grew my brand with the work that i had not my i didn't grow the business thing of it i grew my connection to clients my client mm -hmm. base uh, uh relationships with people it it's almost like i suddenly woke up one day and went oh i probably need to Think about this more seriously and that's not a bad situation to be in you d you don't have to suddenly go oh i haven't got a website oh i don't have a business yet no you might go okay well that's the next stage now i've got so many clients that keep emailing me if i had a central hub of information where i could direct everyone to that'd be really useful that's a valid way to then decide you need a website you don't mm -hmm. have to have websites straight away i think it's useful and, I'm, and we'll probably yes. come on to the sort of the useful trappings of business. So Definitely. what would you say, John, are some important things that you could do just doing a business? So like websites, uh, social media accounts, that kind of thing. That's a good question. I think, uh, first of all, uh, an email address, as you've said, is goes so far. So if it's, it's so easy to set up an email address with uh, like one-on-one um, -on -one or GoDaddy. It's really, really easy to do. Um, and if someone can email either um, johnholtmusic at gmail.com or support at theaudiojourney.com, it's like that that's such a huge difference and that is so easy to do. But something that came into my mind while you were making that last point um, is in terms of like, what do I need to set up? Do I need this? Do I need that? Um, something that I feel like I've fallen prey to before, um, almost as a means of procrastination. And I've been trying to think of an analogy to put this across and it, I feel like I'm, this analogy is called the framework and the bricks. So in the past, I've been procrastinating in terms of like, okay, I need a website, so I, I need to have this set up, and I need to have that set up. And I feel like that's setting up a framework kind of for a house. Um, but I don't, I haven't actually focused, like Chris said, on the customers and the clients and the actual work, and that's the bricks. Like it, yeah. you can build a house just stacking bricks. A framework is going to make it more sturdy, um, mm. and it's going to make it more effective, but if you focus on the framework without actually having the bricks to go with it, it's like you don't actually have a house. You don't actually have a business. Um, and I've been trying to get that sorted in my head for a while. And the way that you spoke about that just just helped solidify that. So, <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, but yeah, I'd say an email address is really, really important. Um, and then you should have a core platform, I think. So for me, my core platform is YouTube. That's what I went all in on until I was seeing some traction. If you're trying to do... Um, email marketing and Facebook marketing and YouTube from the start before you've got any traction because you've got a limited time to do it because you've probably still got a job it's not going to work so focus on a core uh, platform for me that was YouTube um, then branched out into email and now I'm branching out into Facebook it's, do that as as and when people demand it because you will get people asking if you have a Facebook page or a Facebook group or mm. um, or something like that so you'll get clues from that sort of core platform as to when you need to expand. Um, but that would be my advice is stick to a core platform uh, and focus on, as sort of Chris alluded to, the bricks as opposed to setting everything up nice and pretty as a startup office because you, yeah. you don't actually have the bricks. Yeah. Yeah, good analogy, dude. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. told you this guy was good, Chris, didn't I? This, this heat yeah. wave's doing things to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's a really good point. Like, the, do you think... I want both your opinions on this. Do you think it's a place of insecurity when you're starting out? Like if you like you suddenly go, oh, I'll get the website and my Twitter handle and the Instagram handle and the Facebook handle, set it all up. And that kind of gives me some legitimacy. 
And do you think it's almost like a safety blanket when you're starting a business to, to get all that done? And we're not saying you shouldn't do it. I just mean that's not like you shouldn't do it all, then tick a box saying I've done my branding. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, to be honest, I think everything is a work in progress all of the time. Yeah. I don't think anything is first. Uh, like, you know, for me, I, uh, looking back, to be honest, I did it all at the same time, you know, and then and I'm still doing it. I don't know. I don't know how else to really describe that because, it, in some ways, for the complete uh, branding presence, you kind of need a com- you know all of these things are actually components, you know, of yeah. of the of the brand output. So it's difficult to say. I don't know. I mean, I I started. I mean, I, I I remember buying the domain, and then setting up like the most basic website, <laughs> and like. And at the time, I was like, you, I was like, and I still am to an extent leveraging my Facebook profile mm. and being active in groups mm-hmm. and then do, doing some YouTube, uh, you know, and updating it all along the way. I don't know, to be honest. I, 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 to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm the sort of token sort of guy who never planned anything, <laughs> but, you know, figured it out <laughs> or, or is figuring it out. You know, I think a work in progress is such a good way to describe it. It's, it's constantly evolving. To, to meet the demands yep. of what you're doing. And um, I think something that came into mind there is like vanity metrics. Um, so you're judging yep. like the success of your business on how many social accounts you're active on or how many likes you're getting on a certain post. And it's like that yeah. vanity or being vain sounds quite negative, probably overly negative, but you are focusing on the wrong things. And if you take a step back and just think, actually, what is going to move my business forward more? Is it going to be me making more valuable content or is it going to be me setting up this twitter account just to say that i've got a twitter account yeah i think that's a really good point and actually i was going to come on this later on but i think it's a really good time to talk about it was so let's let, let's do social media sort of we won't spend ages on it but so for me i set up all the accounts and kind of didn't know how to use them i know that sounds really weird but when you use social media accounts for business you don't use them quite in the same way you use them socially mm-hmm. like with friends or peers. Like it's, it's very yeah. interesting. So, and it took me a while to understand that it's not about the, how many likes, how many shares that actually, in my opinion, is highly irrelevant because it doesn't, in all the um, data sets I've seen and articles written about it, the constant thing is coming back as they go, it makes no difference. There's no relationship yep. between likes and shares and um, conversion into um, a paid content. There's exposure, and you might get a long-term benefit from that by people recognising your name more. Mm. and you're sort of in the forefront of people's minds, but you don't go, oh, I got a 1,000 likes on Facebook. That converted to a 100 paid things, yeah. gigs, uh, contracts, whatever. Um, and what is what for me is really important is that I have interactions one-to-one with people every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And... It took me a while to get my head around the fact of, is that you can actually get clients that way. Yeah. Um, it's not always the best way. I always try and convert it into an email or mm-hmm. a phone call or a Skype session as I would anyway with a client. But sometimes people just think they, they see you on those platforms and then, and then go, oh, well, I'll, I'll message them now just so I get that down. It's almost like people use messaging as like a notepad system these days. Like, oh, I'll, just, I'll quickly message... Um, John, because I want to talk about that thing with him later on. I was messaging him now. It doesn't matter if he doesn't reply for a week. It's his business account. I just want to get it over to him and then yep. it's up to him to reply. And I think a lot of clients use it that way. So I'll get people messaging me going, oh, we're just in the studio at the moment. Um, we're just tracking the vocals. Might be finished in about a month's time. Are you free to master an album? Let's say the 20, 28th of August or so. And I'll be like, yeah, excellent. Uh, that sounds really cool. Hope the studio, hope the recording session goes really well. Can you follow me up? Can you follow this up with an email to me later on? I sort of do go. that. That for me is the is the power of social media. Not me posting a photo, getting a thousand likes, and going, "Oh, brilliant! I have a thousand likes." That converts to money that I can spend in Tesco's. 
Um, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine that if you could actually like buy your groceries with, with Instagram likes. <laughs> They'll probably integrate that with like the club card system or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just re, really sort of side tangent. There's a medical study that endorphins get released every single time you see the notification um, number on Facebook. Oh, I love that, it. That really depresses me. There's oh, I love so it. much science behind that. Like it's scary how much science yeah, it's just, there is. It's behind. dopamine releases, isn't it? Yeah, that, sorry, that was it. Yeah, it was the yeah. dopamine release. And apparently, there's also goes the other way, whereas if someone if someone's made to go on Facebook all day and they don't get um, a uh, notification or interaction, their anxiety level increases exponentially. Wow, that is that is more worrying because like one way you're just making vain people feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. The other way is you're making insecure people highly well increasing their anxiety levels higher than they might be already. Yep. Um, so I think that that's just a, that's a social problem. That's that's not our problem. We need to. That, <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we, that's... We, we we don't have to solve that. But I just thought it was an interesting point to make, and and how so social media actually is a very powerful tool. It's just how you use it can be powerful. It's really interesting yeah. you say that. Actually, I use an app called Calm, which is like a, a meditation app. Don't worry, this isn't going to go west, though. But um, I'll start. I'll, I'll put the music on the background <laughs> on the podcast. We got some Tibetan monk music, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get some chanting going behind. Chris, it. I know yeah, you're yeah. heading out to India soon, so I just want to get you in the mood. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did this um, masterclass on on calm, which was about social media addiction, um, mm. and it's such a real thing. Like um, using social media in a way that's like mindful, and you're you're aware of the fact that that's just like. I think Tim Ferriss des- described it as like a little cocaine pellet dispenser. It's it's yeah. really really unhealthy. Um, is really important. But um, on on the point of social media, so I don't want to clog up the um, the uh, flow too much. But there's a chap called Phil Ebner. Um, he teaches on yep. Udemy. He's fantastic. Um, Udemy person. He's he's got a Twitter account. I've just looked at his Twitter account, and the last like few posts that he's done, absolutely no one has interacted with. But I know for a fact that he is earning like a substantial five-figure a month income from Udemy because he's built the business. Um, So social media likes and whatnot has absolutely... There'll be so many people that have a smaller business that are getting... Or no business that are getting many more likes on on Twitter than than Phil is, but he's absolutely crushing it in the actual business side of things. He's great as well. Like he's... um, Like just listening to him is great, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. he, he's the way he delivers his contents is insane. It is fantastic. And actually, that's a good point. Like the the interaction you get on social media, you need to know the com- how it converts. And, and like we, we're going to that now. So something that we all have varying opinions on is Facebook advertising or social media paid advertising. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember talking to you, John, about this ooh, a month, two months ago or something. We discussed this. And, and I'm scientific about it. I was like, I don't know how it works. I'm going to go and read every article about social, about Facebook um, ads I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And basically the opinion I've come to is I think, yes, they can work, but you need to be 100% certain that the creation tool you use on Facebook ads is tailored exactly to the people you want to market it to and you need to be very specific in the ad about what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. are you converting sales are you advertising your brand are you trying to get a piece of information across like a date of a gig mm-hmm. or a a, a a sale you're doing in your business mm-hmm. i think you can make them work but i also feel that it is also a money-making tool just for Facebook where they know that maybe 80% of the money they get paid for paid ads, they know will go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's such a small amount of money from so many people. It's like if they get, if everyone goes, oh, I'll do a £5 or a £10 Facebook ad, nothing ever comes from it. They're not annoyed by it because it's only £5, £10 and then they never use it again. Mm-hmm. But Facebook's got millions of users so they don't care. Um, if, yeah. If, if I may, I think like paid advertising works. Mm. If you if you go to if you go to Facebook and you and you buy something, you buy X amount of impressions, X amount of likes, X amount of 
clicks, you will get those. Like, yeah. you, you will get them. Mm-hmm. I think where people go wrong and where I've gone wrong many times is I aimed for the wrong thing. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. I, and I was disappointed. Like, I thought I was disappointed with Facebook, but I was actually disappointed in my goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, the goal was wrong, yeah. you know. Um, like, I've spoken to people about this, and they're like, oh, I ran a, a, an ad campaign, and they always think about getting clicks to their website. And it's like, I got the clicks on my website, but I didn't get any sales. Mm-hmm. But Facebook delivered your clicks. Yeah. You know, you didn't make any sales. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I think I think that's where, I think that's a big sort of like, uh, it's very it's very difficult for most people, including myself at the time, to just be self-aware enough to go, okay, because it's easy to blame the big guy. Yeah. It's easy to point the yeah. finger at, at sucks, you know, and it's just, it's like, because you, you the, the, the good, like, in my opinion, it's freaking amazing that we have cheap advertising. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. like, and targeted cheap advertising. I, I can access songwriters. I can put fifty dollars down on them and get what I pay. F- uh, get yeah. what I pay for. <laughs> but what I what I get, what I aim for, that that can easily be the wrong thing. And I think, like I, f- I think first of all, like what people need to generally understand, and this isn't this isn't an absolute, and this is just based on my experience, not just in paid advertising, but using social media to build a brand. Social media is not a place generally where you're going to make sales it's going to be a place where you build a brand because when someone opens a facebook app they have absolutely no interest in going to your website yeah they all that they have their their only interest is in mindless scrolling because i life i can't even right now and i just want to mindlessly <laughs> scroll for 10 minutes whilst yeah. i'm sitting on the bog yeah yeah and also it's not on a laptop or a Facebook where you're in a multi-window mm-hmm. or a multi-program infrastructure. Yeah. It's going to be on a phone or an iPad yeah. or, 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 or a tablet. I think yeah. that is, I am so glad you mentioned that because I've written down in the social media bit about you have to remember also this is all uh, highly dynamic, fluid, phone-based yeah. Yeah. movement on, a, on Facebook. Yeah. Um, let's... It, I don't know the figures. Increasingly so. Increasingly yeah, exactly. So. Who who's on who's on a laptop looking at Facebook? I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, <laughs> no. that makes so much sense. And like you, like Chris has has said and, and really what like clarified really well. You have to be so so specific in what you want yeah. to achieve, and you need to think about the way that you use Facebook, which again yeah. goes on to that point. If you're not going there to think, oh, I wonder if, if I see a t-shirt ad pop up, then I might go and, and buy that. Like no one uses Facebook like that. So you need to think about what interests you. And um, to maybe give a bit of an example for, for people that would say like, okay, then how should I be using Facebook ads? Uh, is that something you wanted to come on to, Chris? Or is that something that I can give a quick example? Go for it. Example yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, please carry on. Yeah. So um, I've spoken to uh, I think you about this, Chris, but... Um, a video series that really captured me was uh, a video series called Your Brain on Blank, which came up, uh, actually shared onto my profile. It wasn't even sponsored. Um, and it says your brain on blank and then has a blank space and cycles through like cats, sleep deprivation, a load of interesting topics like that, and then shows you a really well-made video on that. Instantly, that made me think, actually, that's really interesting. I'm going to go and see the other ones because I saw that there's loads of other ones. Um, and that's also really shareable and that's good escapism because that's what people go to Facebook for. Um, so I'm going to do a, a similar thing. I'm jumping on the back of it. Um, great artists steal. Um, that's what I'm going <laughs> with. Um, so I'm going to do music production explained and then cycle through different topics at the start, like uh, what equipment do I actually need or how to make your first beat and make a really uh, short but high production value, maybe three or four minute video on that and target and you need to really think about who you're targeting. Say, I'm selling Ableton courses, or at least that's the plan. If I target people that like Ableton, that's probably a wrong move because if you like Ableton already, you're not going to need a course on how to use it for a beginner. So yeah. I'm targeting DJs. That's my primary audience. So I'm going to be targeting Pioneer, Newmark, DJ Brands, electronic music festivals and artists. And that, so that gives them value. And then that introduces them to the music production explained. And then at the end, I can say, I've got this podcast, I've got this Facebook group. If you're interested in learning a bit more, 
go ahead and do that. So that's a call to action that doesn't take them off of the platform. They can cap, they can just go boom, join, and then carry on their scrolling. And it's you've captured that person and you've achieved what you wanted to achieve with that ad. Yeah, yeah, I, and that's that's what the point that I was going to come to the end of the Facebook bit was. Facebook ads work, but only if you know how to use them and you're using them the right way, <laughs> and you know the, why you're using them. Exactly, yeah. you have to understand what the complete uh, timeline from the advert to the goal is, who is going to be captured by that. <laughs> and also like when it doesn't work, that's not a failure. You take the data from the ad and you build on what the next ad should be. Yeah. That's how advertising works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows how many iterations of the Coca-Cola red mm. went through. Exactly. You're buying the, the data. 20s. Yeah. Exactly. They might have gone, oh, well, actually, but, but red stands out. Red on white, it just works. It just, ca and with the actual black drink behind it, it just, that works. Mm -hmm. They didn't just suddenly go, oh, that, that, that'd be a cool idea. You have to keep going and through and working out what would work. Yeah. And I think that's where the faith, I, I believe that's where my cynical thing about Facebook comes from in the sense of they know that people will mess up a lot mm -hmm. and they can make lots of small amount of money from a massive group of people which is a really good business idea for mm -hmm. Facebook. That's yeah. a really good way of making money. Uh, take a very small amount of money from people who won't be annoyed about losing their amount of money if it doesn't work, mm -hmm. but then they won't get a repeat customer from it, but they're not bothered by that. Yeah. That's just but, the dynamics of the marketplace, exactly, though. Exactly, like, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. It's 2018 you know, on the internet. Come on. <laughs> it's just, it just is. I mean, but to be honest, though, Facebook offered Blueprint, you know, like they, they don't talk about it enough, but they offer the Blueprint training. Like yeah. free free courses on on stuff. You, you don't even have to pay for that stuff. You know, like at the end of the day, like you, you know, I I think to be honest, and this might rustle a few feathers, but this is actually just symptomatic of the same old problem that a lot of people have these days. When they try and go into business, they still think like a consumer. They're still entitled. Yeah. They're still all of that stuff, which all of which has to go away yes. really quickly because it's bad for you. Like you can't, you're no one, you're not entitled to any business. You're mm -hmm. not entitled to sales. You're not entitled to grow your brand. Like you're not entitled because you're a consumer of Facebook for, for Facebook to uh, magically make your business work because you gave them 50 quid. Yes. Can I get an like, amen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But again, you you can't you could chuck a grand at Facebook advertising, and I could I could chuck a hundred pounds at Facebook advertising, and I could get more sales than you. Yeah. If mine is tailored better than yours. Yeah. If your is approaching and it could be angle. because your video is just a bit better. Yeah. Like or your 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 image or whatever you did, like whatever the actual content that you made is, and and the and the context in which you delivered mm. it, because the content is only as good as the context in which it's delivered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this will come you know? on to the next point. So if I designed an ad, I wouldn't want to pull anyone away from Facebook, because I don't know about you, but I hate it if you click on something on Facebook and it's like, oh, this is going to open in Safari now and mm -hmm. change that, and then it's, for some reason, when you click on ads sometimes, it stops like the podcast or the music you're playing in the background if there's an active video on the page. Like, that just immediately makes me tip tap back, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to click on that. Yeah. yeah. And and so I want so if I did an advert, I'd probably have the website URL, but in a nice font that, and and hopefully you should have a you should have a memorable website and a logo, which then you're just instilling a brand into people. Oh, that's Chris that's Chris Pay Mastering. Cool. Next, carry on down. Mm. It's a passive uh tool for getting your name out there. Mm. That's that could be that could be a way of using it. You're not paying to get loads of people converted to your website. Yeah, I would say what we want to do is get people going to your Facebook page because yeah. then it keeps it in Facebook, and that means you can then have a nice linkable, easy, clickable link on the Facebook page or posts on the Facebook page that link to next thing. Yeah, because people have chosen to go to a Facebook page, they're going to be more accepting mm -hmm. to leave Facebook under your banner. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to want to do it in the middle of their newsfeed. Exactly, that makes I a think lot of sense. What Gary Vaynerchuk said create as little friction for your customers as possible yeah like and that that for me whenever i think about branding and marketing i always think because what i want is everyone to go to my website right 
But yes. that's more friction. That's more clicks. That's more time. That's more seconds out of their day, mm -hmm. which amount to everything in the long run. And that's just me and my selfish goals. But it's not. It's not. Doesn't necessarily map to what is easier or better or like creates a better impression for the other person. You know, the person on the other end. Because guess what? When you're in business, it's no longer about you and what you want. Mm -hmm. It's about them. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. But again, all this sounds so like we're talking about obvious stuff, but it clearly isn't obvious because we keep seeing mistakes <laughs> made and people keep asking yeah. us these questions and saying, this doesn't work and or this isn't right or this isn't this isn't how I thought it would be. And you go, well, why did you think it'd be that way? Yeah. Yeah. That's the bit we need to get into. Yeah. And a Facebook ad problem, I think that, that I came across to start with is like, because you're spending money on it, you feel like you should be getting money back in sales or transactions yeah. in the short term. And it's like, no. You wouldn't you wouldn't approach a relationship like that. You wouldn't walk up to a pretty girl and say, "Want to come back to mine?" It's like no. You you buy flowers. You offer value. You yeah, have yeah. value exchanges beforehand, and then and then they decide. It's like it's never going to work. That like trying to close on the first transaction kind of thing. So that's why that's why my first approach to Facebook marketing will never be buy my course or join my Facebook group. It's like show them how you can be a value to them first, which yeah. is counterintuitive yeah. because it's like, I'm spending money on this and they're not giving me anything back. So I know you've got to think more long-term than that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think a lot of this is just long-term versus short-term thinking. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, it, so much of it just boils down to that. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, it, or it just, and, you know, and I think that's where a lot of entitlement issues and stuff like that come into play because they're like they they want to they want the business up and running and then paying them a salary within the month yeah. it doesn't work that way well this is what i say we about go, going freelance you said before chris people think month to month like they're still on a p45 yeah yeah, yeah. that's just like, not how it works that's not yeah. how it works you go and like with, with the marketing thing you might market something in january february and from a marketing point of view you may have got loads of people going oh excellent i'll remember that but they might not be finished with their product until April. Yeah. And you need to be prepared that... So, okay, let's move this into the branding, full-on actual branding, because I think this is really important, especially for me. I want to create a name where people go, mastering, oh, I'll go to Chris. Yeah. Now, I can't tell you how I, I do try and find out for my clients how they found me, why they chose all that because I find that really useful data. I encourage yeah. any sales provider you need to. I, I don't think do it as a form or do it because you don't get people's honest opinions that way, it's too sure. regimented. Yeah. Just chat to people. Most people are very happy to go, Oh, I found you on Facebook, I found you on Google, blah blah blah. And you can then you can then regiment that data in a form later on and, and keep that. But, um, I when I'm thinking about the brand and how that would relate to like advertising, I want it to be really seamless and simple. So like my Instagram account is just to keep reminding people that I'm there. Yeah, it's turning up. It's turning up. It's not about yeah, yeah. how many likes I get or how many reshares people look at it. I don't really care. I want just to be... The, I want it to be the back of people's minds. I don't want to be in their face all the time because people then get turned off from that. Yeah. I want to just be in the background, that sort of drip feeding, and then when someone goes, oh, mastering, oh, I'll go and check out Chris's website, that's the conversion yeah. to my website. Because they've chosen to go to my website, they're more likely to read all the content there. They're then more likely to convert into a sale. You're doing that it's, really, really well because you're using the platform as it's meant to be used. You're not using it directly to advertise. You're using really nice aesthetics and the photos you put up are really really cool so like and, that and it takes time exactly. that's the other thing people th I, I had some friends once um and it's, it's probably my fault because it, it, it was my personal account which i changed into fresh and i'm actually not really on most social networks as myself anymore mm. i'm just on them as chris Hay mastering and a friend of mine was like um oh like you put loads of photos up i'm like yeah it's my job <laughs> like, I said, I, 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 that's, that's my job. Mm -hmm. I have to keep my brand awareness going. And they yeah. just like, oh, it's just photos of like your studio and you working and music and stuff. Like, you don't post photos of like you going out to the pub. I'm like, yeah, because it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not Chris Pavey. Mm -hmm. It's Chris Pavey mastering. 
But occasionally yeah. I'll put a photo up of me doing something. Because that, that's the other thing as well. You, it's good to bring in people in a more calm, social way as well. But I'm not constantly posting photos of my family and wired for dinner and that sort of stuff. Because mm -hmm. it's not part of my brand. Mm -hmm. My brand is me in my studio doing, doing mastering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And you humanize yeah. yourself by throwing a few other bits into the mix. So it's yeah. relatable. And it's not just like high-end gear. But, and I think you've got a really good mix of that. So that's working really well. Thanks, and I, I really appreciate it because it did take a while for me. To, again, it took a while for me to understand that. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't get it. I was like, "What is what is Instagram? What's it for? Mm -hmm. How is photos useful?" Yeah, but they're really useful. It's the mm -hmm. best content you can put out. Text is boring. Mm -hmm. No one wants to read stuff. <laughs> Not Come these on. days. Not these days. People want to listen to things and watch stuff. Um, and that's kind of sad in some respects, but like as the brand, that's how I would say branding. It's not having massive billboard or a massive logo in it everywhere. I'm sorry, I've just talked for ages there. Have you guys got anything to jump in on that? No, I think you've absolutely nailed it there. It's it's not um, shouting about what you do. You're not doing posts every day saying, come and buy mastering from me, come and buy mastering from me. You're cementing your place in the prospect's head as I am this person that does mastering, but I'm not trying to sell it to you. Like this, this is what I do. If you're interested, come and follow me. I'm not going to try and like sell to you immediately, but then um, six months down the line when they're like, oh, I need a mastering person, that you would be the person they go to. And and that actually happened to me with um, someone that, that we know as well, Edward Court. Um, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So he uh, he's fantastic uh, with the content he produces, the value he provides is just absolutely next level to the point where even though I'm aware of the way this works, I was still like, dude, you do so much. You give so much away. Like yeah, with the, absolutely. Down crate and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never saw how I could provide him value because I'm probably not going to buy a mix and a mastering from him. Um, but then I'm, I'm working with a, a singer songwriter at the moment um, who's absolutely fantastic. And she's getting to the stage now where she needs someone um, to like professionally record and mix and master her. Um, and it was just an absolute no brainer for me to go, Oh, Edward records and, and mixes people and he's absolutely brilliant. And mm. that is what he's doing is like word of mouth is one of the most powerful forms of marketing when it's yeah. someone you trust, someone that, you know, and you've got a personal connection there. If, um, that singer songwriter saw a Facebook ad from him saying, buy my mixing and mastering, it'd be like, no, I'm going to carry on scrolling. But me saying this person's awesome is yeah. like that that's what you're trying to do and, and you you can't quantify that that's so hard to quantify and that's why people struggle with it so much it's like you don't you can't be saying to people if anyone ever mentions mastering make sure you tell them that i do mastering and make sure you send them to me that's not how it works it's like you give the value and you nurture those relationships over time without expectation in return and that's what's yes. going to come back to you absolutely and this comes into being part of a community exactly and we talked about this on my last podcast with um katie tavini people who are in competition aren't gonna then they're not gonna they're not they won't be part of a community so they won't have friends in the business mm -hmm. so they won't have that network of people and actually it's the network of people that you get business from that's it and and again, people go, oh, but how does that work? Because you'll be in competition. No, you won't be in competition because you'll be like, oh, we'll use this person for mastering or this person for mixing because that works well with your what, what you're trying to do or your budget. You need to go to that person. I know someone who could do that for you. I know this. I, I can point you in directions of people. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really useful. Thanks. Exactly. Uh, and this just sounds so obvious, but that is marketing. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and branding, yeah. like you say, and brand, it, it's yeah. making yourself that person, and it's doing it in an authentic way, and it's just yeah. that—that's how it works. It's yeah. simple, isn't it? Yeah, we don't <laughs> need to do this podcast. It's easy. <laughs> I, but some some people though are just so like um, they they completely neglect the human nature of all of this because when when someone when someone uses when someone. If we're working backwards, so someone has reached out to me and said, Chris, um, I want you to mix and master my next record. Let's work backwards in time. The, they, they reached out to me because they trust me. 
They trust me because I've already brought them value, because I've already been turning up every single day, because I've brought them content, because I've informed them on such matters, because I've been turning up every day and communicating out my values and how I operate and what I believe in and who and I who I am as a person. I could on day one, I couldn't go I couldn't go to the market and do lots of research and read point like endless articles and quantify that. You just can't. Because yeah. people don't I think Simon Sinek said this. He was like, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Yeah. You know, they they buy you. Like when people buy your product or buy your service, it's because they believe in you. It's not they don't you just happen to do those products and services. Mm-hmm. You know, they trust you. Trust is that is the thing that motivates people to go with you, to transact with you. Absolutely. I would say the the personal bit I think is so important. In this age where your access to every information about someone, you can Google everyone. You can, and it's really important you are available most things. But that's the superficial top layer information. Mm-hmm. Anyone yeah. can get hold of that. You don't need to be telling people those kind of things. What my clients, or what I've seen a lot of my clients respond to, is the fact that I spend a long time talking to them, and I had comments again and again of going, "Oh, uh, the person I mastered last time didn't." say that or didn't ask me that yeah and again never been vindictive you never go oh who was that then that does that's not professional but i go oh well the way i work is i like to do this and i always say mastering is a two-way conversation mm-hmm. and a lot of people have gone oh is it mm-hmm. i'm like yeah absolutely it's your music it's not my music yeah mm-hmm. it's a service want, not a yeah, transaction exactly i want yeah. you to talk to me um and then again the most i've ever converted from an advertising campaign to work has been when I have done uh, adverts based around client reviews mm-hmm. and that just tells you everything you know about marketing because that person will read the review they will then search that person listen to the music or contact that person yeah. or just read what that person said about me and my mastering and then yeah. go I read so and so's review or I know that artist or that artist recommended yeah. me to you uh, recommendation is over half of all my client base. Social proof. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. so much sense. That's a real thing. Like you don't, uh, you know, it's it's very real. Like, you know, I'm sure anyone who listens to this podcast has bought something on Amazon. Now you don't buy something with a 3.5 star review. <laughs> yeah. You just don't. Everyone's like, clicking prime yeah, yeah, and yeah. then five, four, four and a half or five stars up. Yeah. 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 You know, and like, not that you have to have a five star system necessarily or like a, a, a star system, but I'm just saying like it, the social proof is a really, really real thing. Like it, yeah. it just adds up in their brain as to why they should use it. Going back to the Google thing, actually, there's one thing that I think people do miss out on. And I think it's quite important is that you, it's good to be Googleable. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, no, because hundred percent, because I get. I get a lot of people, I, I hear a lot of people, they say like, oh, I don't use LinkedIn, I don't use Facebook. Yeah, but someone is going to use that platform to find you. Like they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to go the way that you want them to go because you've designed it to go that way. They're going to go some other way that maps better to them. Like they might search for you. Like if, if I'm going to spend, let's say I'm going to spend 10 grand with something. Let's say I'm doing, let's say I own a house and I want, I want to do something up in the house and I'm going to fork out 10 grand. You you can be you can be damn sure that I'm gonna to want to know every single detail about the director of the company that I'm spending that money with. Mm, so yeah. I'm gonna Google the hell out of them. I'm gonna I want to know like what the, I want to know who they are as a person because yeah. that's that's gonna to communicate to me as to what sort of service that they're gonna provide me. So I'm gonna look them up on their fa- their profiles. Like I'm gonna look them up because this is ten grand, <laughs> right? Yeah, like. I'm going to look them up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And if there's something that I don't like, you know, it's I'm not, I'm not saying that you should only put out stuff that people are going to like. That's too subjective. But like, you know, you've got to be aware of your output and you have to yeah. be like, I Google myself quite often because <laughs> I want to, not, be, not because of my, my internal uh, vanity <laughs> issues, but like because, because I need to know that I can be found. Yes. And that yeah. everything that they should know about me, they can they can find they can get access to that information. You know? Yeah. And there's and, no and, blockage there. 
yeah, it's being it's being everywhere. And as I can't remember, was it you, uh, John or yourself, Chris said, you have to turn. It's about turning up. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I, um, uh, myself and John, we had a Skype conversation that was a kind of uh, origin of this podcast about a couple months ago. Where we where we discussed all this in in great length. And John was like, "Oh, are you on LinkedIn?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I have a LinkedIn profile, but I haven't touched it in about two years." And then I, I kept going, oh, I must go and do that. And, and then I think John even reminded you, like, oh, have you, have you updated your LinkedIn yet? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> oh, I'll, get, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Good, you Christopher. understand me. Oh, no doubt no. until you've updated your LinkedIn. <laughs> You're, and, it's so accurate to use the full first name as well. Like, it's Christopher. Like, <laughs> Christopher. Uh, Christopher uh, James Pavey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that thing of like, uh, so I went, uh, I was like, okay, John, I'll go and do it. Fine, I'll go and do it. I got a conversion and a sale through LinkedIn last week. Same. And I, I wanted to wait until the podcast to tell John that so he can look really, really smug on camera <laughs> to me and go, I told you so. So Christopher! Your, <laughs> your commission will be in the... will be on. I'll send it to you later on. Well done, like, Christopher yeah, James Baby. I'm very that, proud of you, sir. <laughs> thanks. But, like, good it's, good but that's right there in the proof. Like, okay, it's one sale. So what? It's one sale. This is mastering. We get a massive return on repeat customers who are loyal to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with about 10 clients who I work with almost on a monthly basis because they're just prolific in getting singles out or um, have uh, edits done or they have remixes done. And, and like I, you, I call that like bread and butter work. But that is through years of getting clients together who are really good for me. I'm really good for them. They're really prolific in their work. That means that I earn good money. It means I can grow my business, which means I can make their masters better or I can provide, um, I can keep improving my service every time they use me. Mm-hmm. And it's that community and that's that drive. That is building a business, not going and making a really cool website. Yeah, um, indeed. I, I just want to reiterate that because, yes, you need, you need website, you need Facebook account, you know this, but you need to be good at having conversations with people yeah. and building a connection with people and uh, do the stereotype engineer sat in their bedroom, hunched over a laptop, not wanting to talk into everyone. Um, I know that's not the case because I know all three of us sound like that, but some people are, and you really need to push through that if you want to do a business. And and that can be hard. That's not an easy... I'm not going to say that's an easy thing to do. <laughs> that's a really hard thing for a lot of people. It was very hard for me. But you kind of have to be a people person and you have to be able to do these things and you have to be able to think like that. Yep. Unfortunately, if not, it's not going to work. And and if you're not that and you know that you're not that, that's fine, but find someone who can fill in that gap, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, do a partnership. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, you know, or get a manager or something like that. Like also, um, I said this in episode five, but I want to say it again. The the majority of this has nothing to do with music production and audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't me- we haven't mentioned Dither once. In- oh, damn, <laughs> Christopher! Dither! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a button for the next one that just says that just has like Christopher with loads of reverb and delay and a big boomy voice <laughs> that I can just hit whenever I need to. We, we, we do you, need a sound whenever you misbehave, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> Uh, oh. Sorry, sorry, Chris. Yeah, I didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> sorry. Ah, oh, dither. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good point, though. And and to give you um, some credit, both of you for this, um, like you are both incredibly like good at looking after the people that you're at, that you're a customer at, that your customers um, looking after your customers. There we go. This bloody heat wave. Um, <laughs> So, like <laughs> I know that you're going to sit there and, and spend half an hour, an hour, two hours if you need to talking through someone uh, that wants to get a master done with you, mm. even if that's like one track or even if that's just an EP. And that is what creates um, loyalty. And that's what keeps people coming back. It's not it's not a transaction, even for a small amount of money. That's going to lead to bigger things. And 
you're both fantastic at that and um yeah i know you chris like you um jumped on a skype call with me when i asked you a question about um like metering and mastering like you were like cool let's jump on a skype call i spent like I think it's three hours in the end. That's that's our like average Skype time. We went down some pretty long tangents. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but yeah. and that is something that is a so rare nowadays. And I think that's why that stands out and people value that so much. Like once they come across that, um, it's like bump, they're sold and they're loyal instantly. And that's why you've got that bread and butter work, and that's why that's gonna it's, continue to, yeah. to roll through. Well, but thank you for saying that, because actually that again, it's nice. Again, it's all, very, all nice and cuddly. We're all making it make everyone feel better. But it's good. But this is a, this is the community thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the commit and and like invest time over money in every case. Mm. Yeah. And you will see time is more the one. Reward. Time is the one. Yeah. Yeah. And but again, I want to just flip that on the side. I invested time in talking to you, a because we're we're friends and want to help each other out. But also, and this isn't a negative thing. As a service provider. You can provide. You can you can choose to focus energy on certain clients. Now, I don't mean you you let other clients go. You provide the same level of service to everyone, but you there's no shame in going overboard for people who you know are worth it in terms of friendship. But also, you want to just build the com- you want to make that community stronger together. Because yeah. mm-hmm. and because and you know they will appreciate it as well. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Chris, you are absolutely right. That is. That is exactly the right thing. It's about, okay, I'm investing three hours talking to John about stuff, but I got loads of that conversation. It wasn't a one-sided conversation. We went down yeah. some tangents, man, on that on that Skype call. We did. About some really, really cool stuff that I want to share in a podcast, probably a letter down the line, and we want to have John back on for that one. Yeah. There's some really good stuff that we, we, should, we should talk about. But, like... I didn't see it as, oh, I was on the podcast with John for three hours explaining something. It's, no, I'm on the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm on the I'm Skype with John for three hours. It's like excitement. That's yeah. That gets you going for the rest of the day. Like, oh, it's inspiring. Chatting to people, people who have the same energy as you is also a good business strategy. Mm-hmm. Being in a community of people all running freelance businesses mm-hmm. who might be in competition with each other for certain things, but you're not because you're in a community where you're all creating a vibe, you're all creating a network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's healthy. 100%. Not detrimental. It's not about it's not about sniping work from each other. That's not that's not what it's about. And that doesn't happen. And people who think that happen, it, it's between like certain engineers who have a beef with each other anyway. Um, so a, it, yeah, it, it doesn't work like that. It's a, so. it's a Gary Vee thing, isn't it? It's don't, build the biggest business in town by tearing everyone else's down. It's build the biggest building in town by building the biggest building in town. Like there's yeah. more than enough to go around. Absolutely. But, but again, I can't remember who said it. It's a very famous quote. Um, this is going to be very, very British and educational of us, but um, <laughs> I can't remember who said it. Someone will know. Uh, it's not enough for me to succeed. It's that my friends must fail also. And that right. is a, that is a thing which people feel mm. yeah. like, to succeed means I have to be the best, but also other people have to fail because that mm. makes me even bigger. Mm. And that is a really dark, sickening thing. But it's true for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's probably what drives most CEOs of big companies mm-hmm. is to be the, the, the sort of the top, the top dog. Yeah. And you have to step on a lot of people to get there. Uh, I don't think that's the case at all in the industry now, in our industry. I think it still is at the top. I think there are still areas like that. But I think um, if we, as a new generation of people, create our own community, our own network, then we're fine. And that's already happened, and it's happening. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of growing awareness around these things, and like, especially around, especially content around like leadership yeah. and culture and stuff like that. I think we're, we're very much in a new age of that. And I think... Um, you know, like I've I've worked for some I've worked for some companies and they have a zero idea about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally, you know, for you know they couldn't come up these days because they're just horrible people, people. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, they came from a time where there was just no understanding of that stuff. 
the, the psychological nature of it. It was just snipe, 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 mm-hmm. you know, dog eat dog and stuff like that. But I think there is a there is a lot of content. There's a, there's a massive surgence of awareness around this stuff, mm-hmm. which yeah. is which is really, really cool. Who knew being nice to people works? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Who thought? <laughs> Who knew that it was actually profitable? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dale Carnegie, yeah. actually, yeah. How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a cult classic, isn't it? That, yeah. Yeah, that changed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. basically, just chill out. The cream rises to the top. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was about to say, I've never had a conversation with John that's lasted more than about 30 minutes where he hasn't recommended me a book or a <laughs> podcast or something to read, which fills up my life with more things I need to read and listen to, all of which are absolutely great, but I then don't get work done because I'm reading like long books about marketing or about <laughs> strategies and stuff like that, which is really useful for me, but then I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. Damn you, yeah. John. I'm sure... Well, that- that's where audiobooks uh, fill in the gap for me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Audiobooks, like, like the, I just, I get through so much, like, decent content through uh, audiobooks. It's insane. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Literally, Audible saved yeah. my life. Like, yeah. just walking in the countryside listening to stuff is just my idea of bliss. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very sad to a lot of people. For me, I can walk out the end of my road onto the Cambridge Fens Go over it. Um... All right, Cambridge. <laughs> oh, the good life. I'm going out of it. Some of my... us have to like walk through skips and, <laughs> you know. I'm going out in, in, in my barber jacket and flap cap. And oh. Walking out onto the, uh, onto the fens in, mm. in my wellies. I'm Oxford here too, so pipe down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, Chris. Norfolk Knights. <laughs> have you got, have you got an, an elite university in your hometown? No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, no, the red uh. brick life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has just become the most middle class podcast. Oh, in the world. God. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, Alan Partridge has turned up. Oh, Alan Partridge. <laughs> oh, I, I was sing on uh, the Unlock the Sound podcast. Uh, oh, oh, uh-huh. oh, we did say, uh-huh. we, we did promise Katie that we would do an Alan Partridge segment where we do an, aud- an, an audio um, uh, fact as Alan. So, so Alan, have, have you got anything you want to say? <laughs> oh, what, what, would the, what would be a good fact for Alan's fact of the day today? Um, oh, what would be a good one? <laughs> oh... <laughs> Oh, what would be come on what was that oh forgot to say um, yeah after that podcast when I was editing it I literally went on Alan Partridge binge and I forgot about Saxondale oh, where, where, where he's literally an audio engineer isn't he he's a, he's, a, he's a live sound guy and yeah, it was yeah. just absolutely brilliant so I remember doing the uh, 1979 Deep Purple tour carrying two <laughs> bass bins over my shoulder love it <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you could all see what Chris Pavey's eyebrows were doing there. Oh, <laughs> I've got absolute massive eyebrow acting game. Yeah. Like strong out my eyebrow, eyebrow my eyebrow brain, movements are on point. We though. need a podcast about that. <laughs> he's got that he's got that down. And up again. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> as you'd all expect listeners we have just we, we have now descended into I think, total anarchy i think you just yeah. won podcasting <laughs> we, we, we just won well there we go signed off we, oh, we have God. done it such, oh, a, no. such appalling content <laughs> look look I, I i will now say live live well it could be live if someone's listening out if someone's outside my studio now watching me um we have had amazing feedback from this podcast and I would just like to say to all the listeners now, um, thank you so much for listening and sending in questions and showing your support. It means so much to me and Chris. Um, again, this is all part of our brand. This is us. We said yeah. in the last podcast, this is us. I know we're insane and we say silly things and we have a laugh, but that's just us. It's part of our brand. It's who we are. Um, but I just wanted to say, I wanted to sort of, as we wrap up maybe in a minute, just say thank you because we have sort of hit like, I think this is our eighth podcast. Seven. We, we, we're so bad at, at numbering and remembering. How yeah, many the file done. name is like eight slash nine. I couldn't yeah. remember. Eight slash yeah. nine. We'll call it eight slash nine. There we go. Yeah. Who needs linear numbering systems? Um, mm. But like <laughs> linear numbering. Oh. Um, <laughs> come on, Chris, stick it together. Um, I can't. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> 
if we ever if we get enough confidence, this is the worst podcast do, ever. We should do a, we should do a podcast just in Alan Partridge voices. Yeah, yeah. It would just yeah. Be when if I can get a really good Geordie accent, I'll try and do Michael. Um, oh God, that'd be uh, great. <laughs> I will practice. I will practice. Why, hey, we could um, we could do a David Brent one as well. Yes, it's like mm, no, Ditha, yeah, yes. you know, <laughs> uh, with the Thai thing going on, you know. <laughs> but most of that thing is most of his impersonation for me would be like eye stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get a video stream going on. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's that is it. You guys can't see this, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get the white t-shirt tucked into the washed-out <laughs> jeans with the white trainers as well for the video stream. <laughs> okay, I'll jump in with a comment as well. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to to YouTube for the Unlock Your Sound community, which I've been lucky to be a part of for. Few months, maybe half a year now. Um, God bless you, sir. And it's God bless it's you, helped sir. me out so much to even um, like doing some audio stuff and having a degree. You're always, always going to have questions, no matter what level you're at. And the fact that I have somewhere where I can come and know that there's incredibly knowledgeable people in there who are there, ready to help and willing to help. It's just like that is infinitely, um, infinitely valuable. And I'm so psyched to be a part of it. And you guys help like the two and a half, three thousand, however many people are in there. Like they're they're all incredibly grateful. So that's coming from all of them as well uh, as myself. Like thank you very much for for having that and monitoring it so closely and being so active in there. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to end the podcast, Chris. Could you? No, yeah, that's great. Um, really yeah. appreciate uh yeah. you coming on, John. Um, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I knew that I knew that you'd bring the bring the value that you brought because you know you're really savvy with these things and absolutely. you know what you're doing with the audio journey is amazing I was, I was i was going through quite a few of your videos last night actually oh, i really appreciate well, it this is why i wanted this is why i wanted john the podcast yeah great content we will link um to everything john does in the show notes um we will make sure that's all all right right now i'm john john you can pass this to me after the podcast thanks guys for listening um we will be back very soon with another podcast we will definitely be having john on again yes um, there's a couple of topics that i know john will be really good at um on the podcast and um and yeah thank you john for turning up and absolute yeah. pleasure having you on the podcast today mate really is there any it. is there any last things that you'd like to uh, drop into the podcast john absolutely yeah um definitely next time i'll scratch up on my alan partridge um <laughs> yeah you need to binge that um, it's on Netflix so you're good yes yeah. golden um, no I just wanted to say that I really appreciate what you guys are doing with Unlock Your Sound and um, and individually as well so thank you very much for having me on it's been a real pleasure a real laugh and um, yeah I really look forward to next time yeah excellent no, no worries thanks thanks John thank you very much guys cheers cheers guys